our lives will serve the Lord everlasting. Our house will serve the Lord, that's why the pot is casting. Working these digital grounds like farmers. Looking in the light, Ephesians 6 with the body armor. Mindset against the devil. Luke 9 carrying the cross with every struggle. Footsteps in Jesus, footprints is where we stand. Firm foundation is where we walk, not sinking sand. We stand up for his spirit in these times. When he speaks a word, giving sight to the blind. Like fishing lines, our cares we cast. This is the Living in the Light podcast. One more time. Like fishing lines, our cares we cast. This is the Living in the Light podcast. Yeah, Living in the Light podcast. Yeah. Welcome to the Living in the Light podcast, a podcast show that is dedicated to teaching you basic Bible principles to live everyday life through everyday situations. I'm your host, David Akins, and I want to thank you for tuning in, and I'm looking forward to breaking bread with you as we go into our message. Have a blessed day. Well, and welcome you to the Living in the Light podcast, Life Lessons. And this is a good friend of mine, Patrick. Would you please introduce yourself to the listening audience? Yes, my name is uh, Patrick Goodo. I'm originally from uh, Beaumont, Texas. Been in the Austin area for about 12 years now. Um, I am the pastor of Salvation House Church in Georgetown, Texas. Um, my relationship with God has uh, spanned over 20 years, and that's in service and ministry and also gaining a bachelor's degree in Christian studies. I'm also a father, so three daughters, a husband to a beautiful wife. Um, I'm a bivocational pastor. Um, I'm in the tech industry. I work as a metrologist and uh, outside of work in ministry. Uh, I love family time. I'm a pizza and cheesecake advocate. I'm a sports fan. <laughs> and uh, also I'm a... Uh, music and poetry enthusiasts. So um, I'm also just passionate about meeting the whole needs of humanity uh, through the salvation power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Here's a question for you from from just a general from our broadcast audience would be, how do you balance faith in everyday life? Oh, that's a good question. Good question. Um, I know in our time, uh, it's pretty tough. We get busy. The best thing that I found is uh, just to set up a daily time schedule uh, for when you need to spend time with God. That has uh, blessed me and helped me the best because, you know, ordinary time with God, you know, that's that's great. You may listen to church or in this time, listen to a sermon uh, or maybe listen to something during the week. Um, But I just have found the, the best moments I've had with God is when no one is around. So just setting up that quiet time with God uh, daily that's that's the way i kind of balance uh life and faith so. okay so as you walk in this faith walk let's say as you walk in this faith walk and things happen out of the blue and it trembles your faith how do you push on um when things happen out of the blue it can be shocking to us um the way i deal with it just leaning on god for what he's done in the past and that kind of helps me get through the future events when things are unexpected because God has been so faithful in things that have happened in my past. So when something comes up just out of the blue, I'm like, okay, God, I don't know how to deal with this, but I know what you've done in the past. So that truly helps me to try to push through. 
How do you deal with the stumbling blocks in your life? There are things that just rise up and, and hurt you as you try to walk forward. I deal with those, man, just have to truly be faithful to God. Also, though, just to also recognize where the stumbling blocks mm -hmm. can come from. <laughs> because a lot of times our stumbling blocks can come from outside influences. So, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's so um, helpful when we are turn to God and ask God what we need to do. Because for him to eliminate, you know, those mm -hmm. outside voices, whether it be friends, family, relationships, or even in ministry. Okay. Like, to... You know, because we can start to listen, you know, to outside influences uh, in our lives. That's maybe not the best thing for us. We need to continue to concentrate on God and let him purge. All right. You know, purge those things from our lives. How do you deal with the hurt yeah, you of failure you know, you when you are pushing along and something happens out of the blue, out of your control, that you couldn't control it, even if you knew about it, but it was still coming like a tornado hitting your house. How do you deal with the hurt and the pain? Of something that knocks you down when you were are when you were just starting to come back up. Mm, you no, know, it's cliche, but just uh, relying on God and what God showed me was um, don't lose our identity in Christ just because we're hurting. And I know that's easier said than done, but that's what He showed me because, like, when we're hurting, we may think that God is not there, Jesus is not there, the Holy Spirit is not there for us, and we can lose those thoughts lose our identity inside of the hurt you know and I come to think about like James chapter 1 and 18 where it says that he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word and we out of all creation became his prized possessions that's one of the things I try to remember when things hurt me or things come up and things get torn up that I am a prized possession that God gave birth to me through his word so that's what I really rely on and not trying to lose, okay. you know, my sight of what Christ has done. You know, for what me, word you know, of wisdom would time. you give to the young men that listen to this, that are listening to you right now? Just to make sure that you're grounded and rooted in Christ, because whether you're a young man, single, a young man who's married or a young man who's God has called to stay single for the rest of his life. We have to stay rooted and grounded no matter what the situation is, stay rooted and grounded in Christ, because for a single, mm -hmm. for married, whatever the case may be, um, temptation is there in our world. So I would make sure to let them know that stay rooted and grounded in Christ. And by doing that, that can keep them. And not just saying that, but saying that, hey, make a daily prayer schedule. Make a daily study schedule. Make a, make a schedule to where you go and live out the word and the prayers that you've been What would praying. you say to the young ladies that are listening so, yes, at this that's time? What, what I those young ladies young, that are coming in, going into their future, right and those now. that are just grabbing a hold of who they are at this time? Just remember... That, uh, that God sees them as well. Because a lot of oftentimes that um, as Christians, we kind of forget about our women because we see men in power, pastors, elders, whatever the case may be, they're all women ministers. But sometimes they're the ones that are kind of just forgotten about in ministry. So just to let them know that God sees them and hold on to that. And the same as the men, build that relationship with God through prayer, through that study, and doing the action. Like the Bible says, be doers of the word, not just hearers. 
So for both sides, mm-hmm. men and women, to build that relationship uh, with Christ. And so keep as just as another note for fathers, what would you, what message would you give to the fathers today? And I guess I keep going back to the same thing, but just to know as they're trying to be a father, God is a father to them as well. Because being a father, we can get wrapped up in wearing so many hats that truthfully, a lot of the times, even with myself, I'll forget about God. I get so busy doing things as a dad, you know, husband, being with kids, you know, even praying with them, reading them scripture. And then I'm tired and I won't do my own devotion, my own personal time. So as them being okay. fathers and husbands, just remember that they have a, a lot of times we, we always talk about different things. But how would you how do you see yourself as you grow and being able to reach out to others? Maybe sharing that with the audience may help someone who's listening right now. Right now. As the old saying goes, um, I see myself as being better than I was yesterday. Um, Just working, because that's the thing. Like, sometimes in the world, we'll see, I guess, what we would call mainstream Mm -hmm. Christianity, meaning that we'll see the glitz and glamour, the mega churches, we see these things. But Mm -hmm. what a lot of people don't see and a lot of people don't realize (laughs) is the work that has to be put in. And it's not just a Sunday morning work. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's not just a, a Monday night work, you know. So from my own life, it has truly been a work. But the thing is, is that even in my own strength, God has taken over and been faithful. Because I will try to do things on my own. And God will be like, hey, you better scale that back and come and talk to me. And I feel like that's gross. But it has taken personal time. It has taken you know, prayer. It has taken understanding that God's no's are just as good as his yeses. So it takes it takes time for that personal growth. And I just want to let the listeners know that take that time. Don't try to rush. You know, outside world, if you're single, they might say, oh, you need to get married. And your heart is trying to concentrate on Jesus. You know, if you're married, they might be like, oh, you need to have kids. Oh, you need to buy a house. And your heart, the husband and wife is saying, man, we need to concentrate more on Jesus. You know, do that. Take your time because when all that other stuff happens, your foundation will be sturdy. So, yes, it takes it takes time for growth. So how do you feel about maybe having that, that, as you said, that devotional time? How would you go about it? Like some say, I take that time. I I get myself quiet. I, I meditate for a moment just to get my mind to stop thinking of everything else going around me and then I get into the word talk to God about the word um, worship praise. how how do you suggest people who are just looking to start to develop a special Mm -hmm. time what they spend with the Lord like they do with their mate or with anybody else that is real close to them how do you recommend to them that they develop that time yeah just make a make a schedule because if you um just think about how your day is going to go because we sometimes miss that, hey, God is the one that has blessed you with that job. God is the one that has blessed you with that mate. So why not go to him and be like, hey, I need to set up a schedule. So whether it's a few minutes before you go to work, get that time in. Whether it's a few minutes after work, get that time in. Or like in my own personal life, Sometimes I would get so busy, I would be like, God, listen, 
Yeah. Please help me to get that time in when I'm on my lunch break. You know, please help me to get that time in. My daughter has this going on or my wife has this. I know I got to be there for mm-hmm. them. But before all that happens, let me just sit in the car and get my time in before I go in the house or before we go to the basketball game or piano recital or whatever. Let me just get that time in. So just the best thing is just set a time and set a schedule and just try to stick with it. And we know things happen. The enemy starts to mess with you because now you're starting to build that relationship with God. So even if you miss your time, stand firm and be like, hey, I'm going to go get Mm -hmm. these few minutes with God. Close my door, get in the bedroom, get in the bathroom. I've been there. I get so noisy, I'm going in the bathroom. (laughs) I'm going in my closet, you know, but just make sure you're getting that daily time. Because if we think about it, in a relationship, physically, I'm I'm married. So I want to spend time with my mate. That's how we grow. So we have to make that time with God if we want to grow. And then the love grows, you know, and then the dependence grows. So, yeah, so as best as you can, I'm not saying it's just totally easy because in my own life it hadn't been easy. So as you would put it, like, uh, how important do you see, like someone had brought up to me one time and they had brought up a question and I hadn't gotten back with them. But the question would be, they were like, for a long time, I made it so much to memorize scriptures, but all I was doing was memorizing them. But it wasn't until later in life that they saw wisdom. How would you tell someone that as they start to to, to try to memorize yeah. the whole entire yeah. Bible, or would you just tell them, just learn what applies to you that you can handle and grow with it so you can apply it to your life? Or would you go into saying, you need to know all these memorized scriptures and you memorize all these scriptures, but at the same time, you're still dealing with the same issues. You're like, I can't use this. I, I know all these memorized words, but I'm struggling with <laughs> with the thoughts of Susan I saw yesterday or thoughts of this woman that came by that I wasn't expecting yeah. to happen. But I, you know, <laughs> how would you tell somebody to actually apply yeah. that word to their life so it's not overwhelming, but actually being able to work that, get in that relationship to talk to God back and forth. Because, you know, so many times, you know, we've learned where they tell you, just get into the word, just study it. But the only problem is you're you're studying, you're reading, or maybe you're just studying and you're memorizing scriptures because you're told to. But somewhere along the line, you're not getting it because you're not able to apply it fully. So how would you say as a pastor talking to a flock of of people who have had those questions and asking, how would you tell them to be able to learn the scripture, apply it? Because our older generation only knew a couple of verses and they lived off those. And we know half the Bible and we can't even practice the discipline of our eyeballs most of the time. And those that are new in the faith and those that are struggling with those areas, like, how do I apply Psalms 121 to my life? Or how do I apply lean to lean lean not to your own understanding? Always applaud him. And you're like, I'm trying to apply Proverbs. I'm trying to apply the book of James. How do I apply the word just a little bit to my life through prayer and studying and and devotional with God to grow as an aspect because he doesn't you know we because we get to that deep point like I just read the scriptures he gives it to me but we forget that as we study the word he puts a scribe in our life to teach us the word because he teaches it through the word to us through people through the Holy Spirit so how would you explain that no man I would talk to somebody who's just starting out and who's somebody who, as we would say, seasoned in the faith. The first thing I would do is tell them is to take their time. <laughs> because the thing is, is that we try to get the word in chunks. Yeah. 
in bundles and sometimes we read scripture a little too fast and like one of the biggest things that um, I've learned from God is that in a sense we have to kind of take ourselves out of it because the thing is is that we try to apply it mm-hmm. to our life but I'm, I would tell that young person and the seasoned person let God apply it to your life and slow mm-hmm. down your reading take if you're seasoned take one chapter a day and go through a book if you're not seasoned if you're new to the faith take three or four verses and sit with those a couple of nights maybe a week if you take that chapter and sit Mm -hmm. with it a week and pray through it ask god for wisdom even take notes write down what you see even if it's the simplest Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know most noted scripture that you heard all your life john 316 (laughs) take take that Take mm. that verse and even take notes. God so loved the yeah. world. You can stop right there. And the thing is, is that he sent his son. So you can take those notes and take your time and really let God deal with you through scripture. Instead of sometime we come into the scripture with our own preconceived ideas or something we went through because God will navigate our hearts our minds through that to where we'll see what he's trying to tell us. And then he will give us what we need to apply to our life. Just take your, take your time and sit with it. Just take your time. You don't have to rush. And I I even tell people sometimes Mm -hmm. you don't have to memorize the scriptures, sit and study and God will bring them back to you. You can study something Mm -hmm. a week ago and be reading something else. And you'd be like, Oh, this connects with what I read with last week. So God will bring it back to you. But what I also tell people yeah. is that if you're new in the faith oh. or even seasoned, if you hadn't just sat down and read the Gospels, start reading the Gospels. Start reading mm-hmm. the Gospels. Because the mm-hmm. the biggest thing is, is that a lot of Christians are run through the Bible and they don't know who Jesus is. Go and read the Gospels. Find out who Jesus is, the one who came to mm-hmm. save you. Find out who he is first. And then after that, God will grow you and build yeah. you into the areas. Amen. But yes, go, you know, sit, maybe, go sit and learn. Uh, you know, Jesus. if we were in class and we were around Dr. Ship, he would tell you, you forgot the other gospel, <laughs> Isaiah. <laughs> it's 4 2. <laughs> it's before the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Isaiah, yeah. You, you know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, and I, I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I want to say something because um, I know I said about the scripture. I just want to clarify that in John three sixteen, I know I said God loves the world in a sense that he loved it so much that he sent his son. Not saying that he loves the sin or the corruption that's in the world. He loved it enough to send his son to get us out of that. I want people to say, well, the pastor said God loves the world. Yeah. He don't love the world. So, no, yeah. God loves the world enough to you know, raise when, his son to get us out of it. <laughs> you know, one of the things that brings I back to me, um, how, how do you feel like, um, let's say, because <laughs> most people go standardly with the uh, King James Version, but over the years, the scholars have made the words, have, have translated to the modern modern words that we use. Because, you know, right now, you don't yeah. use these, thou's, and don'ts, and thus, and these yeah we don't use those words anymore we may use yeah. them in some but not if we use like yay we may use it in a different terminology than yay. they did there <laughs> we're like yay and yay could be a and here we use it as 
another word for yes. <laughs> the, it'll probably be like the old the old English language. It, it's the most non-transferable tra- translatable English ang- language. I mean, it's an original language, but it's it's hard to translate because it doesn't translate to any other mm-hmm. language very well. Um, mm-hmm. It's a language where it seems like we're borrowing from other words, but there's yeah. no way in the world because yeah. those words don't translate back to same. <laughs> but how, what would you? <laughs> what translations would you prefer? Like sometimes I, when I do my podcast, I always talk to people from out of the New Living <laughs> Translation. Yeah. I love as a tool for people would be the Children's International, the Children's Christian Bible. I recommend for somebody who they want to study, but they want to be able to get down and look at it. And you're like, these are so hard. This is bold phrases. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to do. What versions would you recommend? And how would you recommend mm-hmm. for them to study? It? Okay, yeah, like the. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, the New Living Translation, NLT, because it's written in fourth grade English. Um, you check that out. Even if you're new or seasoned, you can check that out because it really helps with our language today. You know, and I'm not saying throw away your King James. I still have my first King James I ever bought. But there's there's translations now that are just easier to understand that can help you study. Um, also, mm-hmm. um like I said, New Living Translation. There's a ESV English Standard Version. You could uh, check that one out. That one's pretty good. And uh, just some of the older ones, they're good. It's just not the uh, Dia Dial, like the NIV. You can look at that one. Um, that's pretty good. But yeah, the ones I usually like um, preach from okay. is New Living Translation, NLT, and the ESV, the English okay. Standard Version. And there's yeah. one more that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that was good it's too. It's a CE. Okay. I think it's Contemporary English Bible. That's that's a pretty good one. But yeah, because people people uh you know look at it and they'll be like, well, you know, this is kind of new age. But yeah. no, the thing is, is that we have to understand that it's a different translation, not different interpretation. Because if you put Bible side to side, they're going to mean the same thing. Yeah. It's just the English now, from King James with that, is going to be a little bit more modern than it was then. Okay, now, we're, just for everybody in the audience, can you tell them once but again yeah, the name of your church, the, how the, the website or the information? Because maybe there are people who are listening that are in the area and maybe looking for a new church or just a church to fellowship with. Because of the COVID, a lot of places have been closed and a lot of places are opening and a lot of times some churches are closed and they don't have the being able to fellowship online or anything so they're yeah, just yeah. like we're just checking in to some local broadcast from somewhere far away but maybe that they can interact mm-hmm. with maybe you and your congregation or somebody close by who just listens and this may be their only chance of going to church because of covid they can't go anywhere yeah yeah not a church is called salvation house church and the website is www salvation and it's a dash house dot com <laughs> salvation dash house dot com I don't know if y'all hear the sirens going on something is happening but we pray they're okay it sounds like an ambulance <laughs> sounds like an ambulance but uh but yeah so right now because of uh because of COVID we are doing like most churches we're doing online but we do have interaction we're about to start a um, Zoom Bible study trying to get that that's going to where we can interact people can type in their questions as well we hadn't started that yet but we're trying to get that going but we do uh have a youtube channel as well and you can find that uh at the website okay and, uh, the website again is www.salvation-house.com 
Once again, as far as it goes, how do you, just for those married men in the faith and they have families, as one more last question, how, as a man, do you balance the things that prioritize the things of God first and then trickle down into your family and keeping them a priority, making them also a priority? Gotcha. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Cliche answer, but we know God first, but also, <laughs> man, what we kind of kind of lose in a sense is that my wife is next. <laughs> so, because like some people say, well, yes, God, yeah. you know, then we got to get to the kids and, you know, do that. But, you know, without my wife, there wouldn't be no kids. So, so it's God first. Okay. Uh, prioritize God first, my wife, uh, then kids, then me, myself last. So that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Because like we have to do that first. And just for mm-hmm. the listeners, our church is a small congregation, but I started it with my family. So that's the big thing because we will have, you know, ministry, but then sometimes the family is forgot. So knowing that my family knows and my daughters know that, hey, church is a part of this family is a big thing to know that it's not separate. It's, okay. it's together. So, yeah, awesome. but yeah, the priority. Yeah, There's some God, things because, you know, we, uh, wife, you know, a lot of times people have questions, life. but they never get a chance to ask. And I just, you know, since I have you on the phone, I'm going to ask those questions because why not ask somebody who is there, you know? Um, And for myself, I couldn't answer some of those questions as saying with fatherhood and certain things because I'm not a father. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and being a father in ministry, that's not me neither. (laughs) Some spiritual kids, you know, kids that you you, you mentored in the faith and stuff. But as far as it goes, you're actually having to manage your family (laughs) and things of God and balance it all out in okay. one sy- systematic flow and then at the yeah. same time you have to be one with your wife because you guys are a bond so if one falls the mm-hmm. other can help the other back up mm-hmm. uh, so those, those yeah. are things that you know a lot of times we don't have and a lot of times we don't really talk about it is because it's a blessing yeah. to be able to you know to talk to someone who's a father works in the ministry and balances fatherhood and actually does it most times you hear it and people lack in it at fatherhood <laughs> But they're quick about the ministry. But they're forgetting their other duties that God says because we forget as men, God has put a lot of responsibility on it. You know, most people are like, I want to be a yeah. father. But according to God, since you're supposed to make sure the children educated, you're supposed to make sure that the children can do what they do. We reverse the wrong thing. Oh, what do you mean? The father's supposed to make sure that, yeah, you're supposed to work together and make sure the yeah. children are taught in God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, remember, we did a while back and we used to and we love mm-hmm. talking remember we used to be in class with professor hall and he used to always sit back and say was marriage and he was like he said remember faith starts at home he always said that faith is at home yeah because it's like it's, it's like because i always try to think about well first off i'm accountable to god but then if i go and start to preach to my congregation and i'm leaving my family separate how does that look to my family how does that look, you know, to my daughters? They're probably like, Dad, well, you're teaching them, but you don't teach us. So that started first. I had to teach them first. And yeah. then God grew that, which I had been working in ministry, but God grew that and called okay. us to start a church. And once so, again, yeah, yeah, share your information be, about your church again. Together. It has to be. Yeah, it's, um, it's Salvation House Church. That's the name. And uh, it's www.salvation-house.com. And we have the church email connected there. We have the YouTube channel connected there. So once you go to okay. the, uh, the website, all right. you can look through and subscribe so, and do all of those things through the website. Once again, so 
right now, is there anything you feel you want to share with anybody? And uh, another thing, the reason why I asked you to say it twice is because, you know, we mentioned it a little bit near not too long ago, but mentioned it again. And as we come in close to the end, I wanted to make sure they have that. But I also going to have it on the uh, when, when this mess broadcast in the information section, oh, yeah. your information will also be there with your website link and everything. OK. And uh, I know you're going to be on her a couple more times. So I look forward to it. And we're also looking forward to maybe catching okay. you for one okay. of our Sundays, our Sunday morning broadcast. It would be nice to have our, our, our Sunday morning because a lot of times people don't. I usually do the Sunday evening. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, and one of those cases we get you in, we, I can have it for Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. And it'll be awesome because I know yeah, that, that you're good. loving and willing that to share good. and I'm loving and willing and to share with you too. And maybe two we'll course. do a little forum where it'll be more of us on it. And if the coffee shops were open, we'd probably be somewhere having coffee. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. So once again, thank you for joining in. Is there anything else you want to share with anyone that's out there that you may feel led to? Yeah, just to uh, just to tell them, man, with everything going on around the world, especially with uh, COVID-19 and even with just things that are happening in the world. Like I had a pre-Sunday a couple of Sundays ago. And I just told everybody, I said, the thing we have to realize is that the world will be the world. But the question is, are we going to be Christians? So the world is going to do their thing, but are we going to hold fast to Christ and his teachings and living out what he's doing? So just hold fast to that because the world, they're going to do what they're going to do. So we need to hold fast to him because he's the ultimate. And the thing that we need to... uh, continue to hold fast on because like the bible says yes, those sir. that endure will be saved so All right can you close us out in prayer pat yes yes father god we thank you and i'll praise you today thank you and praise you for uh just life just us living we thank you for uh, the podcast today we thank you for the questions we ask that the answers uh, be fruitful to the listeners and also inspiring to the listeners to where they can go and look into your word and uh, build their relationship with you. Overall, God, we ask for continued growth in our Christian walk. We also ask for continued blessings. We ask for safety, but also we ask for your sovereignty, God. Continue to lead and guide us. We thank you and praise you once again. Amen. In Jesus' name, we pray. Once again, Amen. if you're listening to the podcast and it caught your attention and you don't know Christ, what I'm asking you today is ask him into your life. And if you're not sure about what to do we've also the information we shared today listen to it again you can contact with me through one of the uh voice links the information that pastor patrick put out you can also contact him as well and he will be freely open to answer your questions you can email him he'll respond back and we would encourage you to grow in your faith yes and also find somewhere where you can grow there are many churches right now that are doing things online and there are very few some have drive-in churches at this time which is awesome as well grow your faith don't let it stop take every failure and look at it and see what god's trying to show you in it because he's always trying to teach you and every day there's always a life lesson and every life lesson teaches you for the next day of your life and don't forget it y'all have a wonderful and blessed day as we sign out And once again, thank you for tuning in. Pastor Patrick, thank you for joining us. Have a blessed day.